Welcome listeners and thank you for tuning in to another episode. Just a quick note before we get into the main segment of the podcast. At the beginning of the recording, there's a little bit of static in the background and the sound quality isn't the greatest at the beginning, but I think if you continue to listen, um, the sound quality improves as as the recording goes on and I think we have some really good content in today's episode. So hope you enjoy it and as always, please feel free to give feedback on the podcast. Welcome listeners to episode number six of the Andrew Food for Thought podcast. Today I'm joined by my guest, Mikel Sayo, and we're eating at a restaurant called Luca's in downtown Oakland near Broadway and I think 22nd Street. Um, The focus of today's episode is going to be about Oakland, about the city of Oakland. Um, Mikel has lived here for a few years, maybe, what is it, like five or six years and so he knows the area well. Um, he really, really has enjoyed living here. Um, I think it exceeded his expectations of what, what he had heard of or thought of Oakland before moving here. And so I was very excited to talk about the neighborhood and talk about the city and what it has to offer and, and what the food scene looks like here as well. Um, so to start off, Mikel, uh, if you just want to talk about your experience here in Oakland, I guess specifically like... Um, your involvement here in the city or, or uh, what your experience has been in Oakland. Definitely. Thanks, Andrew, for having me on your uh, podcast. I'm really excited to be part of it. Um, and I'm excited that you came back for uh, Oakland to come back to Lucas here. It's, since it's been like kind of one of our favorite kind of places to really kind of check out and really a staple here of Oakland. Um, so I definitely... And, you know, for Lucas itself, like, I love the energy that this area brings. And I kind of, like, love what it does for the city. But for me, since the six years I've been here, I never thought I would end up in Oakland. But over the last uh, several years, I've come to love this area. Lucas has kind of actually been a big part of that, which is why I love coming here. It also has some of the best food here uh, available, too. Oakland started as a place where I could work, live, and then and then his work in San Francisco. So I was originally afraid to come at Oakland uh, at the first part. But now I've grown myself so much here and feel myself as a member of Oakland. So I've now, you know, of course I have my job still in San Francisco, but I do love having a community here in Oakland. I host my own meetup group here in the East Bay too for Bay Area couples. So sometimes we go to restaurants and other times we do wine bars or... Um, go out and check out other kinds of entertainment and that's called uh, Bay Area Couples 20s and 30s so we have a good group that comes out and checks out new areas of Oakland a lot of people haven't been to Oakland before so it gives us a chance to people talk about see the East Bay and uh, just really connect and build a uh, community out here yeah, and for the listeners, if you're interested in uh, learning more, hearing more about Mikel's Meetup, uh, feel free to reach out to me and I can get you additional information on, um, on getting involved with that. Um, so we're, um, we're here at Luca's. It's a great atmosphere here. It's, it's lively. They have music playing. It's a big space. Um, they have a, a wide variety of, of like beers on tap and drinks available, but also some good food. Um, they have seafood, they have like fish and they have steak and, and, uh, and of course, like on Tuesdays, um, they have certain specials. So, uh, tell us why, why did you decide to come here on a Tuesday today? Well, as you mentioned, it's Tuesday. 
And the only reason to really come here for Tuesday is 50% off their famous burger. And their burger is a treat. It is one of the top burgers I've ever had here in the Bay Area. And because it's also just a few steps away from Lake Merritt itself, makes it such an ideal place to come to and enjoy one of their big, luxurious burgers. The first thing you notice, it's right in front of us. So the first thing you notice, of course, is its size. It's huge. And also just the, the size of the meat of it, too. So people come here expecting well-priced beer, an, uh, a lively, engaging group of diverse people, and as well as like lots of meat, too. So that's why people like coming to Luca's. But this place is also great because it's such a casual place to come eat and drink. Um, but you and I had been here a couple years ago for the Warriors, and the Warriors were um, having their finals, and we were watching the, the finals game here on the TVs here. So it proved a place for that. This place also proved when the Warriors, they actually lost that series because of LeBron, but they won the following year, and they had the parade. And the parade stops here at Luca's and goes around its corner. So this place is even a staple for every march, every parade, like women's march, or the, everything that major that happens here on a protest or sports side of things literally happens on this street of Broadway and Grants here at, across from Luca's. I think the big the big thing that I've noticed about Luca's, I've been here several times, I, most of the time because of you. Like, you're, you're the one that kind of introduced me to Luca's, told me about the, the Tuesday special that we had to come check out. And do I do really love this burger. It's great. And it's cool that Luca's, it's just like, it's a different experience for whatever you're looking for. So, you know, they have the special here on Tuesdays. I've also been here on Thursdays. They have, like, salsa night. So it's like a... It's like salsa rueda, like a Cuban-style salsa. Um, there's one guy that, that calls out the moves, and everybody kind of goes in a circle, and you, like, rotate and dance with different people. So that's really cool. And then we were here for the Warriors game, and it would turn into, like, a sports bar. And so it's just it's whatever you want it to be. Like, it's a really cool community place where everybody feels welcome and just, like, embraces, like, Oakland. And um, I know, you know, before the show, you were telling me that um, there's like a lot of history behind this place as well. So what what was Luca's before uh, you know it came to be what it is now today? And going back to your point about the Luca's environment, like it's such a great restaurant, but this place changes into a nightclub on Saturdays. There's of course another room on the side, and this place turns into any type of club environment it wants to be. It could be a restaurant. It could be just a rave for all it cares. Like this place can be anything. And that's why people love it so much. Like, there's no expectation. There's no, there's, this is not a trend going around that people have to opt in. Anybody can be here, any age, any culture, and it, everything is going to be well-priced. And you just don't find these, these are kind of the thing, the kind of restaurants our parents talked about that we get to enjoy. And we're so fortunate that it's here. But um, speaking to your next point about its history, yeah, Lucas has been around, um, well, I would say since the early 2000s. And, but what it's done, it's that it's actually retained a lot of its old and historic charm too. Because this uh, actually used to be a hotel. There's a massive office building right next to it. And it actually, so it was a big part of, at the time in the 20s, San Francisco was building out here in Oakland. They were building everything. Everything changed at World War II, 
but during the time of the 10s, 20s, they had San Francisco, but they had Oakland too, and they were building it. A lot of Oakland has retained its San Francisco architecture. And so the hotel next to this place was a very prominent hotel until it burned down in the 20s. And um, they had rechanged this into separate buildings. And then from 1950 to the early 2000s, so for about almost 55 years, this place was a, a Bavarian Hofbra. And a Hofbra, I mean, you've seen that name on like German restaurants, but its definition, of course, is a, um, like a cafeteria or a Bavarian cafeteria where people can expect to go and find swaths of meat of all kinds. So people came here knowing they could find cheap beer and cheap meat. And what's great is that there's actually a little pool area room in the back of this place. We can go check it out afterwards. And they have all the old signage from the Hofbra of like prime rib for 80 cents and you know all these other meats and the old menus and so they have the old signage back there. I've seen it before but honestly I didn't quite realize it was part of the old restaurants that used to be here. So they in their own way when Lucas started they became their own um, energy but they wanted to retain what they had. They wanted to retain that Bavarian community of diversity and so that's why as you look around that, that there's just nothing but energy and vibe and a big diverse community to be among. You know, people are here from San Francisco, people live locally, people work nearby, live nearby. Um, that's just what this place kind of commands every single night. And we just walked uh, back in the, the billiards room uh, before recording the podcast, and it's cool that even within this bar, within Luca's, it's a very different vibe. Like, it looks different with the old signage. And then over here in the main room, it just feels more modern and sleek. And you have the big glass windows you can kind of see out at the intersection and the people walking by. And then the other room is kind of like smaller, darker, like feels like uh, more of the old school Belgian style bar that this place used to be. Um, so, yeah, even within the restaurant, it's diverse. So, you know, we have our, our burgers out in front of us. Um, I got the... Uh, just a basic uh, cheeseburger with lettuce and tomato. You got the bacon. And um, so we're going to try something a little bit different uh, for this episode. We're going to go ahead and uh, take a pause, a little hiatus, um, you know, enjoy the food. And then we're going to come back and record the second half of the episode a little bit later. So, um, yeah, let's see how the food tastes today. Welcome back, listeners, to the second half of the podcast. We just finished our meal here at Luca's, and the food is pretty great. Um, everything that we were expecting. Mikel and I were just talking about the last time each of us were at Luca's, and I think we were here with a group of about seven of us, also on a Tuesday, um, coming here for the Tuesday special. So um, definitely uh, you know, lived up to uh, expectations, what we were hoping for today. Um, so, Mikel, what did you think about uh, the meal today and, and the burger? So many people could say they had a perfect burger experience. I would say that was a perfect burger experience. <laughs> I, have, I had a delicious time. That's a weird thing I like to say sometimes when I just am truly happy with a meal. I had a delicious time. I really did. Um, I mean, like I said, the first thing you notice is the size of that meat. And that uh, patty that we had inside that burger, it's, it's huge. You know, it's a whole half pound. No, what, what was it? It's in the menu. One pound of like sirloin 
and it's just cooked to perfection. They know how to retain the juices. They, they know how to melt it well with cheese. Um, and I love how just the whole thing comes together. It's not too messy, and it's just got the right amount of juice in it, too. I think they, they don't try to go uh, do anything too fancy with their burger. Like, I just had, like, a burger with lettuce and tomato and, like, some cheese. But it's just, like, they do it really well. Like you said, it's very meaty. And the fries are great, too. Like, they're, um, you know, good-sized fries, like potato-y, but with, like, a little bit of a crunch. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I was impressed. Um, so, you know, we talked a lot about Luca's, and I know there's a lot of other great restaurants in Oakland. Um, I've really enjoyed uh, exploring around the different restaurants. I've been working in Oakland for a few months now and have uh, explored around the city center, kind of downtown area. Um, been impressed with what I found. Like I worked in San Francisco for four years before working over here, but the food over here is, is just as great. So what would you say when you think of like the food of Oakland, like a couple of other restaurants that you think of or like some of your favorite places to go? One thing is I love, I work in, you and I both work in San Francisco. I'm sorry. Well, we both spend a lot of time in San Francisco. And there's this race to like go to new trendy brunch locations, you know. As, like myself, have gotten older, you start to realize you care less about that and more so that a place is reliable. You want a you wanna place you know you can count on. And you just can't get that from some places these days. You never know how long you'll wait. But that's what I love about Oakland vibe is very different from San Francisco. And it's just a bit more, honestly, a little bit more welcoming. And that's very reflective within their restaurant scene too. Uh, there's a lot of restaurants here that aren't quite in San Francisco, like the uh, that mac and cheese place, Homeroom. And they really spearheaded mac and cheese restaurants here. And I tell people at Homeroom, and they're like, oh my god, I gotta go there. You know, you get gourmet mac and cheese, lobster mac and cheese, trailer mac and cheese with the hot dogs, or or uh, covered in Parmesan. Like, they know how to make it into a meal. Uh, we've been to a few other, like, places. That, you know, they have an Ike sandwiches out here, also very accessible. And one of my other favorite places, just like this, another staple of Oakland called Los Cantaros, uh, at the bottom of Adams Point neighborhood and it's a great mexican restaurant well-priced you know large meals uh just there's mexicans eating in there which is always a good sign my mom used to teach me that being half mexican that uh if you see mexicans eating inside it's they're they're probably making it well you know so that's the first good sign they have great margaritas for like five bucks you know so los contaros is another one of my major staples if i'm in the food like when i'm in the for mexican food or a big burrito yeah that's where you go for that and they just have a great vibe just like this as well you know they'll have the game on but these places aren't flocked with tourists like a lot of san francisco locations are they're honestly just a lot of locals and it allows you to see the environments a bit more and just feel closer with people here um you could just honestly my favorite thing to do is just do a lot of people watching you could just people watch here all day i'm more fascinated with the people here than honestly the same kind of folks i come across in san francisco sometimes not to say everyone in san francisco is the same but you know what i mean like the eight there's a little bit more age diversity here in oakland that i really like and 
it just there's so much more reflective personality people know who they are here in my terms at least i've been here for six and a half years almost seven and there's just a lot of personality with people who choose to live in oakland we're not, we can live in san francisco if we wanted to but we choose to live here because of of its welcoming nature basically and we want to be a part of that and again that just comes out and it's all of its kinds of food there's amazing indian food here we've had our favorite sushi our favorite thai here um favorite mexican food here and uh, now here you come to the best burger spot we have i agree with you um on your point about about brunch in san francisco particularly because i would say I, you know i love to go to new restaurants i i constantly have a list of here's 10 restaurants that i really want to go to next and here's another 20 that after those 10 i want to go to next and i love going to different neighborhoods in san francisco and seeing uh you know the different types of cuisine from different countries that i've never tried but one thing i've never gotten into is like brunch <laughs> in san francisco because you know on a weekend the the one or two days when i'm not working when i actually have time off why do i want to stand in line for an hour and then and then go and eat a meal and i'm i'm not even going to enjoy it as much because i'm just hungry and and you know tired from standing in line for so long so that's definitely something that I, I would agree with you on and in oakland you can find places that have the smaller lines because another big difference between san francisco and oakland is that san francisco is a destination both for tourists and for business like there's just a lot of people coming in and out and people come for conferences there's like the big salesforce conference there's like the oracle conference there's um you know sports everything and oakland doesn't have that same uh tourism factor um and and also like business travelers so the restaurants are, are a little less busy and, and not quite as hyped up um so yeah that's one great thing that i've that i've loved about oakland um, also, close by to where I work, uh, there's a little Brazilian restaurant called Rio. Um, I know you mentioned that you've been there before and you're a big fan of Rio as well. Um, so, yeah, tell us, uh, what's it like eating at Rio? Well, going back to your previous uh, thing about the restaurants here in the Bay Area, I mean, that's why you and I live here, like, love living here. I mean, you, you and I both love food a lot. And yes, I always love seeking out new places. And... Um, what I love is that you'll never run out. We don't live in a town where we're going to run out of restaurants to go to. Even if we went to all the restaurants between Oakland and San Francisco over the next year, half those places are probably maybe sadly closed down and there'll be new restaurants in its place. And then guess what? We have to go to those restaurants now too. You know, that's just the nature of the beast. And it's just for people like you and I to just go try all of it basically. Um, Rio is one of those places too. It's it's a staple. It's reliable. It's a, kind of like a, a secret uh, a little bit within Oakland. It's only open during weekdays, uh, during uh, lunchtime, which is probably commanding a um, a work crowd kind of you know uh, a work crowd lunch crowd. That's what they're working with, and they're in an area called Preservation Park, which are old homes of San Francisco in Oakland. And it's a historical area. And there's a few offices there. It's also, yeah, it's near City Hall, but there's a little restaurant there called Rio. And the owner there is Brazilian. So it's very authentic, but it's very inexpensive, well-priced, 
and it comes out really fast and not in like a McDonald's way just in like they know what people are ordering and they're just cutting fresh meat up all the time but what really makes it so like you get jerk chicken and jerk chicken is one of the most popular dishes there so we'll have to go there sometime again you and I but it's those sauces it's those sauce it's like it's like a at cilantro type of aioli kind of sauce they mix with the meat and that's what really makes it you got some traditional Brazilian sodas as well forgot the name of it but uh, the whole thing is just if you get a good lunch out of it but man you get something a little authentic out of it too so I bring we bring everyone we know there if we can make it there during weekday lunches. I've been to Rio one time. I went there for lunch. Um, as I was mentioning, it's close by to where I work. So during the workday, I went there for lunch. And before I, my, my coworker said, oh, we're going to go to this really good Brazilian place. It's one of my favorites. And I was expecting like a Brazilian uh, steakhouse where they're cutting all the meats. They bring out the steak and the chicken and the pork and seafood. Um, but yeah, it's cool to have a different type of Brazilian restaurant because I think sometimes what you see in the United States is that you find a type of cuisine and everybody copies the way that it's made. Like you go to any Mexican place, you find the tacos and the burritos. You go to the Brazilian places, you find the, the meats being cut. But it's cool to go to a Brazilian place that's different from what you expect or what you've had before. Um, so that's one of the things that I really liked about Rio. Um, and, you know, while we're on the topic of Oakland, I feel like uh, we would be remiss if we don't uh, mention at least uh, First Fridays. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of good food at First Fridays, a lot of different, um, you know, food trucks and vendors and things like that. Um, and I know other cities do First Fridays, but I feel like in Oakland it's just unique. Um, so tell us a little bit, like, what is it like to go to First Fridays? Like, what does it mean to the community? And uh, maybe, you know, what kind of food have you gotten when you've gone to First Fridays in the past? Well, First Fridays is such a beast of itself. It's such an experience. Now, I don't like to think of Oakland being touristy, but oh my gosh, do I recommend everybody going to First Friday. If you really want to see what Oakland is like to its very gritty core, who it was, who it's trying to be, it's all at First Friday, which is on Broadway, Broadway Street every First Friday from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. So it's a traditional kind of close. It, you know, they close off the streets. They have food vendors, and they have art artists exhibiting things for sale. You've seen that kind of an environment in a lot of different places. It's just Oakland makes it different. It's hard to describe. But there will be comedians, no popular comedians, just normal people like you and me who has a microphone and telling jokes. There will be high school girls doing like singing contests. There will be some really like, I, I saw this little kid and he was just break dancing and other little kids were joining him in break dancing in the circle. And it's, it's such a welcoming area. Like there are high school kids, there are people who are 60. Like I don't feel like it knows age diversity. My only complaint is honestly, it is growing a lot during the summer. It's very crowded during the summer. Um, the word has gotten out a little too much, honestly. So, but they're continuing to grow it. There's more walkable areas. Uh, yeah, music, art, comedy, music, just all going on in a few bursts of hours, you know. 
I think one of one of my favorite things about First Friday, I feel like it just is. It's like it represents all of Oakland. Like in San Francisco, there's so many different street festivals or events going on. Like I think of, uh, you know, Carnival is is my favorite. You have like the Union Street Festival. Uh, you have like um, Japan Town. They have a parade. You have like the Chinese New Year parade. Like there's always something in every neighborhood. But that's just the thing is like it's kind of a little bit exclusive to that neighborhood. And you only see a certain type of crowd. But at first Fridays, I really feel like it's like everybody in Oakland. Like you could see anybody from any neighborhood. Um, you know, everybody's out there. and They're just enjoying it. And there's something for everybody, whether it be the art walk, the music, the dancing, the food, just people watching. Like it's a great place to walk around. They block off a few blocks and you can just like, uh, you know, go, go walk around and see what's going on. I, I always like to kind of like listen to the music and watch the dancers perform. And um, yeah, it's just really cool. I've, I've been a few times and, and every time it's a little different, but it's a lot of fun. And in the summer, you know, the sun is up, is up late and you know, just, you know, it's a great evening activity on a Friday night. I mean, like I said, like, you know, we can live in San Francisco if we want to, but like the big diff, like one of the biggest differences we feel between the cultures, it's, it's you know, like New York and Brooklyn. New York and Brooklyn don't exactly see eye to eye in how they are. You know, we feel the same way with San Francisco and Oakland. I love both areas, but there is this competition all the time that's existed. And for some reason, people have built it with neighborhood versus neighborhood. Oh, you live in Russian Hill. I live in the Mission. I live in Soma. And like, there is a weird competition of who's better almost, you know? Oakland, nobody's like, I live in Temescal. Oh, you live in Adams Point? Nobody cares in Oakland, you know? It is one ginormous community. It's like, oh, you live in Oakland? Wow, me too. Let's hang out and talk sometime. I don't give a shit what neighborhood you're in. Um, so it, that's definitely very visible everywhere you go, is that acceptance. That if you're in Oakland, it, at least to the people who else live in Oakland, you already have respect in their eyes, you know? In San Francisco, you still have to prove yourself to each other just a little bit in Oakland there's not that it's not that case it, it's pretty crazy it's just uh, a little body of water the bay that separates Oakland and San Francisco but it's it's a very different culture between the two places and I think in in today's podcast we uh, we covered a lot of the reasons for why that is and kind of just you know describe like what, what is Oakland like it's a very community feel um, there's a lot of cool stuff going on and I think, you know, both Lucas and First Fridays uh, kind of embrace that, that diversity of the city. So, you know, any, anything else about Oakland um, that, that you think that, uh, you know, the listeners should know anything about the restaurants or the culture here um, as we're starting to wrap up the podcast? Let's see. Fun facts. Oakland has the largest lake inside of a metropolitan city. <laughs> lake Merritt being a perfect 3.3 miles around. If you're going to hang out in Oakland, Lake Merrick is like an epicenter of Oakland. Everyone's barbecuing. Everyone's running, walking with their, you know, playing with their dogs. Um, we also have a garden over there. There's a, uh, there's one of those um, open gardens. And so we have a plot over there. We spend 60 bucks a year and we got to rent a spot and we got to grow the vegetables here that are nat uh, natural to California. Cool. Well, thank you, Mikkel, uh, you know, for giving us a, a good overview of Oakland and, and telling us about uh, the city that you've called home for the last few years. Um, it was really fun. You know, to all the listeners, uh, I recommend come check out Luca's if you're in Oakland. 
Tuesday night burger special, Thursday night uh, salsa rueda. Um, on the weekends, it's a cool place to hang out. Sunday, 50% off bottled beer. And Sunday, 50% off bottled beer, as Mikhail just added. So, yeah, really, really cool place uh, here in Oakland. Also, check out First Fridays, um, just a big black party once a month. And uh, all the food in Oakland, you know, it's, it's a really cool community, um, great place to live. And, um, you know, a lot of people go to San Francisco to visit for vacation and things like that. And, and Oakland is close by and, and it's also a really uh, a fun place to visit. So, yeah, again, thank you, Mikel, for coming on the episode and, um, and talking about uh, the city of Oakland. And um, thank you, listeners, for tuning in to another episode. Um, as always, feel free to give uh, feedback on the podcast and we'll see you next time. Thank you.